0: Hello fellow Freedom Lakers, welcome to a Legally Drunk Top 5. A little bit of a different format today. Uh, Lou and I, in an effort to be bringing everyone the, the most content possible most frequently, uh, we're going to be delving into some top 5 uh, political lists. So uh, before we get into the lists, I just want to also let everybody know that we just started a Twitter account. Uh, It's a great place to get the most up-to-date information in regards to our upload schedule. It's a good place to interact with us and usually tweet our opinion on the news of the day. So that is at Legally Drunk Pod, capital L, capital D, capital P. I'll also put it in the description. So Lou, let's delve uh, right into the list here. Cue the music. Top five political gaffes Of the 21st century. So no Reagan hot mic. The bombing of Russia starts in five minutes. No Gerald Ford. uh, The Soviet Union will never control Eastern Europe. Just (laughs) 2000 and after. And another little caveat I threw in. Because there are certain politicians. You can really make an entire top five list of just them. But I limited it to one per person and the way i Smart. did this was yeah i weighted it on a combination of i guess humor infamy and the impact it actually had on that politician are we limiting
1: it to federal politicians state politicians are included uh they're in all federal
0: they're all federal. okay
1: okay it can't just be president if it's top five. I'm excited to hear it, Jake. You didn't give me any hints as to what your top five gaffes were, so so I'm I'll to say, it so back. I'll
0: say this. I'll give you a couple of hints that might help you at the outset. So okay. there weren't necessarily all presidential candidates, but they were all involved in a presidential campaign. And okay, uh, and I'll give you the breakdown. It is. Three Republicans, two Democrats. Three Republicans, two Democrats. Okay,
1: the first one I'm going to go with, one of them has to be Mitt Romney,
0: I think. You know, I thought about it. Oh, no. (laughs) There were a couple Mitt Romney ones about um, that really just kind of tied into... I guess the elitism, uh, but I feel that they it didn't really reach the level of some of these other ones. Sure, sure, uh, sure. To, to quote the great Don LaGreca, uh at the end of the list, you tell me who you taking out.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Twenty um, first century. A good guess. Century. I like
0: where you're, I like where your head's at. Yeah. It. Twenty <laughs> first century. Um and i and i will say this you should you definitely know at least three of these i think you probably know all five of them that's to say i think the layman know is is aware of at least three of these
1: is it the howard dean scream is that one of them
0: the scream The doomed Howard Dean. After coming in third in the Iowa caucuses in the 2004 <laughs> election, Howard Dean said this. You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House! Yeah! It's so iconic. <laughs> and it really is what a lot of people think as the quintessential gaffe. So I have it at number two. That high. It's kind of weird for us to think that that doomed a candidate back in 2004. It-
1: it almost makes me sad that it doomed a candidate like that's how we were judging politicians because you have to remember we weren't paying attention when we were seven years old but howard dean came from behind Mm -hmm. um the whole campaign basically him finishing i think what what it was third third in in new hampshire or third in iowa okay yeah, I mean, that was like an impressive ish showing for Howard Dean. It um, was, yeah. And it was, I mean, it, I think it shows how powerful media narratives can be. Because the media sort of ran with the Dean scream. And it was like the more it just kept getting talked about, the more it sort of stuck to him.
0: It really took on a life of its own. Dave Chappelle on The Chappelle Show had a hilarious bit. And I think a lot of what these comedians do with these gaffes really adds to kind of the aura that's and in the infamy that a lot of these moments have. So that that's also a little bit of a hint for you going forward. So Howard Dean, number two. That's number two. Okay.
1: I, th- I feel like I know I feel like I know Democratic gaffes better than Republican gaffes. Obama, if you like your insurance, you can keep it.
0: I struggled with that one. The the Obama one <laughs> okay. I thought of, the Obama one I considered was more the uh people in Pennsylvania like clinging to their guns and religion, something along those lines. Mm um See, so here's the thing with those the is that one's kind of i'm not gonna i'm not gonna expound well neither, anyway. <laughs> neither of them neither of them really hurt him true i don't know if that was necessarily a gaffe as much as it was a quote that didn't necessarily age well mm. so i i thought about it but no yeah, the other a democrat point. is not uh obama
1: that is a good point. Okay, so if the other Democrats not Obama.
0: So I'll give so with the Republicans and the uh, and the I guess Democrat remaining on this list, I will say don't overthink it. The remaining four people on this list are pretty much exactly who you'd expect them to be.
1: One of them has to be Trump.
0: Trump is yeah. on here.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Now with him it's really hard to pick which gaffe uh, to go with. I'll, I'll give you the hint that the one I went with was the one that I feel hurt him the most. And it was something he said back in 2015, but I think really came home to roost very recently. Huh. Was it
1: him crit? now. no. It's not him criticizing Obama for golfing.
0: No, Um, it's not the golfing.
1: No, that's just not a big enough deal. Honestly, like I think one of the biggest gaffes in the Trump presidency was the bleach fiasco. That's just me in terms of just public public embarrassment. But I
0: thought about. I actually did think about it. Another one I thought about (laughs) was the. Standing on Fifth Avenue and shooting somebody and not losing any voters. Thought about yeah, that, that one that, a lot. That,
1: that was one, but that never hurt him. That never hurt Right, him. that's
0: why it didn't make the list. And I'm trying to think about what in 2015 might have hurt him. Him comparing Ma- Melania to Heidi Cruz was another one I thought of. Mm-hmm. Uh, which wasn't necessarily a gaffe, it was more of just kind of a mean thing that he said but yeah, I do know it, it, a couple people in my personal life who said that was the moment they were out on him uh, of course the Hollywood access tape although there's debate over whether or not that was really a gaff, which is why I, that didn't make the list either but if yeah. we considered it a gaff, I would probably have put it on over this one
1: but again like to, to your point like it's hard to like gaffes are usually like slip ups they're not like malicious things so right, like, that yeah, was more Axis of a Hollywood hot t- mic. T- yeah, yeah. It was, Axis,
0: it was something t- he said about another—not another candidate, but another Republican at the time. Did he take a shot at?
1: Did you take a? Sh- was it a shot he took at Christie?
0: Well, Christie was a candidate at the time, but uh, I am referring to a different one. July 17th, 2015, I'm gonna That's play so it early. for you. That's so think, early. in the and campaign. And I think you're gonna kick yourself when you hear it.
1: He's he hit me, hero. he's not a war he's hero. He's a war hero. He's a war hero. Five and a half years- He's a, a war hero because he was captured. I like people that weren't captured. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna kick myself over that one. But you know what I'll say? You know what I'll say about that one? Before you give me your take, I don't think that hurt him either. That did not hurt him.
0: So number three, I like heroes who weren't captured. I don't think that necessarily hurt him because I think he'd kind of alienated all the people who weren't going to vote for him at that point. But I think that really hurt him in the 2020 election. I think that played a big part in Arizona flipping. I think the McCain family endorsing mm. Biden was kind of the key to that whole thing. I can see that. I can see that. And you it was a moment to... where I think he did, I, even though it may not have been super influential at that point, I think he did lose a good number of Republicans. Moderate I think we also
1: have to consider with Arizona that it already has and had well, it sort of happened at the same time. But it now has two Democratic senators, mm-hmm. which tells me that the vote for Biden is not simply an anti-Trump vote. Like, I think it does speak to broader demographic shifts in Arizona. And frankly, mm-hmm. I think just slightly more liberal attitudes in Arizona because Arizona has never been... I mean, yes, it was it was Barry Goldwater's state, but John McCain was never, John McCain was never, I mean, he had the nickname the Maverick for a reason, right? He was never a big sure. party line kind of guy. He was never a big partisan hack. And I think voting into Democrats speaks more to sort of a broader independent streak, perhaps getting more liberal in the state. And it do- just does have to do with whatever weight the McCain family has. I'm sure it helped.
0: Yeah, no, I think it played a role. And to me, I put this on because this was so quintessentially Trump, I think. Because I don't know if he necessarily believed that. I think it was more just his stream of consciousness. And then he Mm -hmm. doubled down on it again and again and again and again. It was such a self-inflicted wound. I think that's why I put it up at number three. Yeah. So you got yeah. the scream that doomed Howard Dean. I like heroes that weren't captured. Two and three. You're missing one, four and five.
1: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Joe Biden had to make this list at some point.
0: Joe Biden is the other Democrat on this list.
1: Okay, so. The immediate one I'm going to go to is when he said Barack Obama was clean and articulate and basically casting all other black politicians that came before him in a less than favorable and highly stereotypical light. It's not a
0: bad one. But okay. I didn't actually. I didn't. I didn't go to that one. I didn't even really think about it. There are, the, the thing with Biden, there's a lot more of them than you remember. I think, and and I think that's a <laughs> testament to the fact that not many of Biden's stuck. I have the hint I'll give you. This one was from the 2008 campaign when he was still a candidate running in the primary.
1: Okay, so so I was right on the campaign. Okay. Mm-hmm okay um when he was still running i don't remember you're gonna have to feed this one to me
0: all right it was an encounter he had at a actually no sorry i I was wrong this was when he was uh obama's running mate i don't think that i don't know how much that's gonna help you but
1: is it wait is it when he is it when he introduced barack obama as barack america he did do that. <laughs> he did do that.
0: <laughs> no, no, not that one. Not that one. Um, it's the one he's talking. He is introducing. He is introducing somebody. He is introducing Senator Chuck Graham. Okay, I don't. Who think I is a this. paraplegic? Look, look no, not gonna get that. It. But it's still not ringing a bell. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna play it for you. And I also am told that. Uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God, love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Yeah, I, you know, I got to give him credit on that one, though, because he immediately realizes his mistake. And then, you know, I think he does kind of turn it around a little bit, but introducing somebody as a close friend. Who you claim to have known for years, and who was in a wheelchair and you asked him to stand up. I mean, look, that wasn't great. But I will say <laughs> I only put that at number five because he came all the way back and won the presidency in 2020. And you know what? <laughs> I think I think it's I think the clip really encompasses Even if he says the wrong thing, Joe Biden's got tenacity and grit and persistence. So (laughs) Joe Biden, uh, please stand up. Number five. All right. Well,
1: you know, that is a deep cut. If I ever heard one, Um, I do vaguely remember that one. Stand up. Come on. Stand up. Let everyone see you. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. I just don't remember it hurting him, but that's also because you know what? Like, Joe Biden had a pretty forgettable two thousand eight with you know, I mean, Obama totally eclipsed him in the exactly.
0: presidential primary. So
1: it's like it's it's hard to it's not entirely and that fair. and
0: that's why it was that low on the list also because he was the v- he was running as the vp at that point and I, it didn't really hurt him they handily won that election
1: yeah i mean it's yeah it's fine
0: so you're missing right. four and one
1: four and one okay
0: both republicans and again i'll say don't overthink it, it they're the people who you would expect to be on this list
1: okay then one of them has to be george bush
0: one of them is george bush
1: okay there's a lot of good ones here
0: too you could do a top five just of george bush
1: yeah i mean when it comes to gaffes like george bush is the joe biden of republicans i think
0: i think it's a good comparison because i don't think the gaffes really hurt either of them all that much
1: They didn't, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, oh, you know what? Oh, this is, this, this one is, this, it has to be this. It has to be this.
0: If it's not this, the whole list is fraudulent.
1: Yeah, mission accomplished. That has to be there.
0: Well, I thought about it. (laughs) And you know what? I decided against it because I just thought, again, that that was another one like if you like your doctor you can keep your doctor that i think it was something they sincerely believed that just didn't really age well i don't really think that that one was a like spur of the moment slip up but Mm -hmm. you could definitely make the argument that mission accomplished should be on there if this was not limited to one i think mission accomplished would be on there But I went a different direction. Uh, This one's definitely more in the way of humor than in something that's like actually hurting him. I'll give you that hint. So what he said didn't necessarily come off as like offensive, just like dumb.
1: Misunderestimate.
0: Misunderestimate was another one I thought about, but I actually (laughs) went with uh, this oldie but a goodie.
1: There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool
0: me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. <laughs> I couldn't find it without the laugh track, but uh, Don't Get Fooled Again, uh, an all-time classic. Uh, that is number four uh the reason that didn't rank any lower he was or any higher he was already in his second term and again i don't think that really hurt him all that want, much but it's don't hilarious it's it's an all-time great and it had to be on the list in my opinion that's a chestnut that's a good one that's a good one okay So it's interesting that you're missing the number one, or at least what I put as number one, but it is. Is it a Sarah Palin gaffe? It is a Sarah Palin gaffe.
1: Okay. That is exactly what I expected. So there are so many good ones here too.
0: Right. So you could do, not only do I think you could do a top five for Sarah Palin. I think you could do a top five, maybe just from the Katie Couric interview. So I'll tell you the one I went with is one of the ones from that interview. Oh. I don't remember that Katie Kirk interview.
1: Did she Was she talking about Russia in this interview is
0: Yeah, that was part of it. Yeah. That mm. You got me. You got me. I I don't know. The, I can see Russia from my house, uh, was the, I think main takeaway one or the main takeaway from that one, because that's the one that Tina Fey just kind of dialed up to 11 and yeah, because that's famous. when Tina Fey
1: said like, I can see Russia from my house, but Sarah Palin never said that.
0: No, 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 no. She was saying, yeah. she, but basically she was saying, um, she was qualified on foreign affairs because Alaska is the closest state to Russia. <laughs> um But I actually chose to go a different direction. The number one gaff, all of them.
1: When it comes to establishing your worldview, I was curious what newspapers and magazines did you regularly read before you were tapped for this to stay
0: informed and to understand. I read
1: most of them again with a great appreciation for the press, for the media. But like what becoming... ones specifically? I'm curious that you. Um, all of them. Oh, no. Oh, I remember that. That was so cringe.
0: So that was September 30th, 2008. Have you ever read the book or seen the movie Game Change? No. No, I haven't. So the book and the movie are significantly different. I recommend both of them, though. Uh, The book kind of chronicles the 2008 election, while the movie tells a more narrative story From the perspective of the McCain campaign managers, uh, the main campaign manager played by Woody Harrelson, uh, just in their dealing with Palin. And I hear in my head uh, Woody Harrelson's character watching the interview and he has the most visceral reaction to when she can't name a newspaper i'll play it. but it is an all-time <laughs> classic i would can't definitely uh recommend newspaper. looking that up when you get a chance so just to recap the list real quick <laughs> number five
1: the chuck graham please stand up
0: number four we don't get Number three, surely even you would agree that the troops are heroes. I don't agree to that. I'm sure a lot of the troops are jerks. Most people are jerks already, and it's not like giving a jerk a gun and telling him it's okay to kill people suddenly turns that jerk into a hero. Number two, we're not just gonna go to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin. We are gonna go to New York. We're gonna go to Vermont. We're going to go to Oregon. We're going to go to Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. We're going to Cancun for spring break. We're going to go to Montreal. I'm going all over the world. And then I'm coming all the way to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> and number one. All of them. So I'll add, so what do you think of the list? You agree? Disagree? I appreciate some of the deep cuts. I...
1: And sort of so, I have so much recency bias about the 2020 campaign and frankly 2016 that I don't feel, it's hard to say what belongs at the number one spot. That was really cringe. But I think what I have a hard time getting over is that everything Donald Trump says on the campaign trail
0: is worse than that look here here's the thing and and let me defend the let me defend the palin pick at number one because okay that i I am of the opinion and i think most political scientists are of the opinion that who the vice presidential pick is makes no difference in how people actually vote this (laughs) might be the one exception to that rule because she came off in that interview as so dumb and is so unintelligible and is so unprepared and unqualified. I don't think that doomed McCain. I think he was bound to lose pretty much no matter what he did. And that's more a testament to Obama's greatness than McCain's ineptitude. Cause I think McCain was a fine candidate, but she did him no favors. And I think She was the straw that broke the camel's back in 2008.
1: Well, it's sort of like when you think about it, I think the conventional wisdom with uh, VP picks is like, they don't really help necessarily, but they can really hurt. Like there's a lot of downside. There's very little upside to a pick. So yeah, that's one of those
0: situations where she was like a lead weight on McCain. So that's my top five, guys. Thanks for checking it out. Um, And stay tuned for uh, another one coming soon.